When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mapeluso. How you living, how you loving, how you learning? Beep, 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 beep. Big news, we are on the Giphy website. So you might start seeing some Jessie Mapeluso gifts. Don't want to brag, but Deb and I are killing it. My assistant Deb and I are fucking killing it. Hey, I'm on tour. You guys want to come see me live? Tonight, I'm going to be at the Vulcan in Austin, Texas, with my girl Carly Aquilino. Two shows Friday, two, two shows Saturday. Two, 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 two. Come see us live at the Vulcan Gas Company. And the first week of October, 6th to the 8th, I'm going to be at the House of Comedy in Plano, Texas, with my girl Kalia McNeil. The 14th and 15th of October, I will be in Las Vegas at the Skank Fest. And the last weekend of October, the 28th and 29th, I will be back on the road with Carly Aquilino at Soul Joel's in Royersford, Pennsylvania. You can get tickets at jessiemay.com slash tour. We hope to see you. We really, really hope to see you. We also have our YouTube page where you can watch the potty. Come on. Come party with the potty. Go to youtube.com forward slash Peluso. Also, Check out my fan page on Facebook, which is growing daily. Thank you to all the new fans. Comedian Jesse Mae Peluso on Facebook. We look forward to meeting you and entertaining you, and we appreciate all of your consideration. Keeping an open mind, heart, and humor bone. I don't know if you can keep your humor bone open, but keep it open. Just for good measure, keep that bone open. And speaking of open, this episode, I break wide open. It's just me, an old school episode, Sharp Tongue style from the original days of Sharp Tongue when I was recording kind of how I'm recording now. (laughs) Not much has changed. (laughs) Actually, a lot has changed. I'm now 40 and giving all those stepmom vibes out into the world. So holidays are coming up soon. It's cuffing season. Cupping or cuffing? Well, I'm going to be cuffing a cup to my wrist if I'm alone. So hopefully I'll be your new (laughs) stepmom. OG episode with the one, the only, me. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey everybody. How are we feeling? It. This is a birthday recap and also a tour recap. I've been on the road traveling i've been i've been everywhere man that's how i feel i feel like i've been all over the country it hasn't even been that many places well this new york city connecticut 
Buffalo, New York, and then also Spokane and Tacoma, Washington. I mean, it is kind of across the country, but I'm back. I feel well-rested and centered. I am a little stonesy-magonesy today. I did a unconventional wake and bake. Not that it's unconventional to me because in my past I have woke and boke, but lately, as of late, I have not coming off of COVID and not smoking for a month and then uh, traveling in Greece and not smoking for a month. Not that I'm abandoning the enjoyment that is Mary Joanna. Love it. Still has a huge place in my life and my heart. But I have compartmentalized when and where I smoke. So this morning I had a writing session for my TV show that I'm writing. And sometimes just a little scoochie magooch really it, it hits it hits right, especially for the creative juices. There really is something to a little muse, a little marijuana muse, for me anyways. I am evolving daily. You know, I just turned 40, so that's a big number. I know a lot of people like to lie about their age. I don't see the point. I, I don't care. Why am I going to care? 40 is the new fucking 20 in my mind, and I would not want to be 20, let me tell you. 20 came with a lot of vomit and regret, and I'm not looking to go back to that place. You feel me? YouTube will probably have a problem with this, but they're okay with, you know, showing videos about how to give blowjobs. I don't know if they show those videos, but there's videos like that. But don't show the marijuana smoke. There's videos showing people getting drunk, but don't show videos of people puffing on a plant. It's going to corrupt our children. <laughs> Something really adorable happened on the way to New York. I was in first class, humble brag. I've worked hard and I deserve it. And there was this adorable woman sitting in first class. Older woman, much older. Adorable grandma age. And <clears throat> she was sitting across the aisle from me. You're probably going to hear California uh, policemen, Los Angeles policemen going by. It sounds like they're getting close. They usually get close to me. So there's a busy boulevard right down the street from my house, and I hear all the ruckus. Okay, so you guys probably didn't hear anything, and it's just me hearing it outside of my, my door. This woman sitting across from me, she's older and adorable, and she's just chatting with me. She's just so cute, and asks me where I'm going and talks to me a little bit. It just is kind to the stewardess, flight attendant. I don't know what the fuck we're saying now. The flight stewardess, the flight attendantstress. She was kind to her, asking her questions and complimenting her. She just was this beam of light. And we kind of exchanged conversation. Her name was Susan. She was born April 26th. I got all this information from her and she was 80 years old. And she shows me her phone, and there's a picture of a, a gentleman as her screensaver. And I was like, is that your husband? She said, yep, we were married 15 years, and he's, he's since died. It was her second husband. I'm like, go ahead. Can you imagine, like, just a couple husbands in your lifetime? I feel like that's the way to do it. You know, it's like, I love a tapas restaurant. I feel like having multiple marriages is the equivalent of a tapas restaurant for your soul. So... She asked me if I was married, and I said no. And she's like, well, you're still young. 
and I thought that was an interesting statement. Like it's something that I definitely want and I'm not saying it's not, but it made me think about it, you know, because she's right. Even though I'm 40, a half of her age, I could still have a couple of husbands, you know, <laughs> not me just trying to have one. I do. I do definitely want the person as much as I play the tough girl. I totally want the person. I want the, you know, the soulmate. And I think there's soulmates throughout your life who serve a purpose. But I do think that there is not that there's one person for everybody, but I do think there is someone for everyone. And I look forward to meeting someone I click with on a really healthy level. But it was just nice to see that she had lived this full life and you know, she said to me, I wish you as much happiness as I had. And I'm like, oh like crying into my fucking Bloody Mary. And I thought it was so sweet. And she's like, that's what I wish for you. And she showed me a book that she said was written by her daughter-in-law, which was called What Jonah Knew. And her name was Barbara Graham. And, and she showed me this book. She's like, it's a really good book. And I said, you're not just saying that. You feel like you got to say that because it's your daughter-in-law. And she's like, no, 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 it's really good. She chuckled. And then we kind of went about our own personal space and sat in our own personal space and uh, were with ourselves for a little bit of time. And then she leaned over and showed me her phone, told me it was her husband and he had died. And we sort of went through the conversation again. And at that point, I realized this is a woman who's dealing with dementia and I had hoped her family knew that cause she was flying alone. She shows me the book again. She's like, Oh, my daughter wrote this, not daughter-in-law. It was her daughter, which still, you know, you consider your daughter-in-law, your daughter and showed me the book and asked me if I was married. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not married, Susan. And she goes, who do I know? <laughs> Like who in her 80-year-old social circle does she know? I thought that was really sweet. And we went about our own space again. And then she comes back again and repeats the cycle of our conversation for a third time. And it really endeared me to her. It endeared me to her because of my obvious experience with a similar scenario with my father having had vascular dementia and it really made me worried that maybe her family didn't know and they were in denial. But then realizing she had repeated herself three times, they must know because it was apparent to me. But then again, my dad used to do that, not in such a succession, but he would do that often and we would just chop it up to dad being dad. And then she leans over and starts to talk with me and says, well, we can share a cab. We can share a cab. She's like, what side of the town are you on? And I was staying with my friend on the west side. I'm like, I'm on the upper west side. She's like, well, I think I'm on the upper east side. Yeah, we, you're on the way. Now, if you're coming from the airport, and she was a New Yorker, so she knows, grew up knowing the, the landscape, JFK enters the city from the, the east. Yeah, it enters the city from the east. So her stop would be the first stop. And she kept thinking that my stop was the first stop. So everything was kind of flipped around in her brain. But she's like, I'll give you a ride home and we can, we can share a cab together. And I was like, okay, okay. Because in my experience of Alzheimer's and dementia, 
it's so much easier when you go along with their story. The more you try and fight their story, the more you're fighting the reality of, of what's going on in front of you. So I just kept going along with what she was saying and being supportive and listening to the same story we had exchanged three, four times. And we go to get off the plane and she gets her bag. She knows where her bag is and I get mine. And I, I kind of made the acceptance in my mind that I was going to go with her to the curb at the very least to make sure she got wherever she was going because I didn't want her to go alone. So I had decided that in my mind prior to exiting the plane. And she still was under the idea that her and I were going to share a cab home. So it worked. And I walked her out through the gate and there was a man right there waiting for her. And then another passenger passes us and he goes, ma'am, you still have bags on the plane. And she's like, oh, do I? And I had realized, you know, at this point, her family must know she's a traveling elderly woman with dementia. They do know that. And they have people at checkpoints to sort of help her. That's what I assumed because this man was right at the gate for her. And it made me feel a little bit better. And we said goodbye. And I said, I wish you a good life. And it was such a beautiful exchange. And it, and it also made me realize had I not gone through that with my father, I may, I may have not been open to the exchange and conversation and connection I had with Susan. I may not have had understood it. I could have been bothered by it or annoyed or less, less um, enticed to engage with her. So it was a very interesting culmination of what I came to learn about everything with my father and, and into this moment. So, you know, that was my flight to New York. And, um, and then Carly and I reconnected for girl. Um, we, we did our live shows. We were at the bell house. Shout out to Jen, um, Jen from Boston. She said, I had exquisite physical humor. And I, I loved that description because I love being physical. I think physical comedy is so funny. And I grew up watching physical comedy and slapstick comedy. And I've always felt like I was a less sophisticated performer because I was so physical and sort of defied my, what came most natural to me and not defied it, but, but sort of deterred myself from embarking in that natural space because I felt like it wasn't sophisticated or cerebral. And now I'm full on physical you know, so it was, it was nice to have someone describe it in a unique way, like exquisite physical humor. So thanks, Jen from Boston. And uh, Danny D, shout out to my longtime fan, Danny, who came out and we shared a hug about our both dead dads. We're both in the dead dads club. And she came up and shared a lot with me and also told me that her ex-boyfriend ate boogers. And I was like, I'm so glad he's your ex-boyfriend because that's fucking disgusting. That's absolute. There's, there's no excuse as I'm itching my crotch. <laughs> there is no excuse as a grown man why you should be eating your boogers. I'm sorry. There's, there's no reason you should be eating your boogers as an adult unless there's something absolutely wrong with you. I just don't think 
it's uh it, it's it's healthy and bro get a box of tissues please and she continued to date him i told her i was going to tell the podcast so that's for you danny quit dating booger eaters okay we got to start loving ourselves okay boo no more booger eaters boo <laughs> and uh we had, we had a great time we had a great time in new york thank you to the bell house thank you to everybody who came out to those that show and we went to the fairfield comedy club in connecticut ate at a real classic diner there's nothing like a fucking classic diner a classic american diner has a place in my soul they all smell the same terrible grease you know that is carcinogenic and is gonna clog your arteries but you don't fucking care all the foods made on the same grill it all tastes the same <laughs> you're getting a grilled cheese it tastes like a steak you're getting a steak it tastes like a grilled cheese you get minestrone soup it's gonna taste like a steak and a grilled cheese and minestrone soup it all tastes the fucking same Maybe that's why we like it. It never changes. You know, we love things that don't change. And we had a great show there. Thank you to the Fairfield Comedy Club for hosting us. Amazing shows, amazing gr crowds of people. So much support and love. And and Carly and I, were sta we took the train, which was a fun experience. I'm glad we didn't rent a car because it made us get like out of our comfort zone and, you know, feel like real travelers and, you know, take a go off the beaten path a bit. I think that's important no matter where you travel or how you traverse your commute to work through the city or in a car, go off the beaten path a little bit. Stop at a coffee shop you don't normally stop at. Hang a right when you normally hang a left. Add an adjustment and a detour to your schedule because one, it provides an opportunity for spontaneity and two, it's sort of gets you out of your comfort zone in a minor m minuscule way where, you know, we take these paths, these similar pa paths daily and we're not even thinking it's just second nature where we just, it's like riding a bike. We're getting to and fro and we've done it a thousand times and we know how to do it without changing a thought in our mind. Well, adding just a little speed bump per se, a little detour can provide you with a little stimulation, a little magic, a little spontaneity. So that's my, my advice to you because we did this, Carly and I did it like that. And it was so magical. Like I went and had lunch with Rose. How many tattoos? She's done two tattoos. Rose from Tattoo Redo put a rose on me and this owl, if you guys can see. Rose is, Rose Hardy is one of my dear friends. We grew very close on the show. And we had lunch in Grand Central Station and I had never done that before. And it felt timeless. It felt like we were in, it felt timeless and also like time travel. It was a really unique feeling and experience. Grand Central Station is absolutely one of my favorite places in New York. I've only been to a handful of times, but every time I go, it really feels like I'm traveling back in time and also to the future. It's such a unique place. And, and I never actually sat and had lunch there. I either was going in to take a train or coming out from the train. Are you looking to find high quality, affordable grocery items in one place? Well, that's almost freaking impossible in today's world. But 
Thanks to Thrive Market, I stress less because I get everything I need and so much more in one place. Shopping with Thrive Market means you'll find everything from healthy pantry essentials to sustainable meat and seafood. We love sustainability. To non-toxic cleaning and beauty products. Look, that's vital. You don't want to disrupt your endocrine system. Google it. And it's all delivered right to your door. When you buy from Thrive Market, you can save up to 30% off the best organic groceries. Do you guys know how expensive it is to shop organic? Like, how much is this organic avocado? Well, let me just go get a, a, a barista job. B -b 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 I need to get a barista job to pay for this freaking avocado. And look, I absolutely love how easy it is to use our website and app. You looking for low sugar? Gotcha. Keto? No problem. Gluten-free? No, no, no whoop. We're all looking for gluten-free. Zero waste? We've got you. Filter by 90 plus values and lifestyles to find what works for you. With Thrive Markets, fast and free carbon neutral shipping, you're also saving a ton of time otherwise spent in grocery lines flirting with single dads across the aisles. But best of all, when you join Thrive Market, you're joining a community of 1 million plus members and sponsoring a family in need. That's why it's the dopest. Look, get convenient, high quality and affordable groceries delivered with Thrive Market. I use it. You should use it. I forgot to fill my cart and I only got pasta sauce delivered recently. <laughs> Felt real dumb. Just a pasta sauce came to my house. But you know what? My pasta is going to be delicious. When you guys join Thrive Market, you're joining a community of a bunch of people. And like I said, they're going to help a family in need. And that makes it so worth it. So go to Thrive Market today and get $80 in free groceries. That's thrivemarket.com. T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash sharp. S-H-A-R-P to get $80 in free groceries groceries that's thrivemarket.com slash sharp i don't like shopping for makeup online i really don't i like to touch it i like to feel it i like to see the color and those horrible morgue lighting that they have in all these stores i don't know why we've agreed that morgue lighting is a lighting that we should have in a cosmetic store but it's really difficult to shop online and I'm not sure if that trending skin tint is really worth all the hype. And don't you wish you could get that new sheet mask ASAP? There's so many good sheet masks. Oh, I love them all. Skin from Iceland. Oh, give me the Icelandic skin. Instead of waiting three to five days for shipping as well, you're looking for honest review on that new celebrity skincare line? Well, look, with Flip, you can have all that and more. Flip is the latest beauty app that has shaken up the way you shop for beauty and wellness. Imagine shopping on Sephora, but the reviews are detailed in TikTok-style videos, and the shipping is Amazon fast. Can I ask for any more? That's all the things I want in my shopping experience. And shopping on Flip means you're shopping directly from the real, verified users of the product you're browsing. With over 500 brands available on Flip, you can shop all your favorite beauty brands and discover new holy grail products through the most honest and authentic reviews on the market. And when you join Flip, you're joining a beauty rewards program unmatched by any other. Get rewarded for what you already do. Scrolling, shopping, voting, and posting your own review all result in free shopping credits. What? You get free shopping credits? Oh my God, this is amazing. This means you can save up to 30% in your purchases. You rack up rewards and you're making content. You won't see that in Sephora or Ulta. With Flip, you can also get premium shopping experience that offers free same-day shipping. My mind is blown. 
easy returns, white glove customer service, and of course, those coveted earned rewards. Look, I am here for the rewards. You had me at rewards program. Hello. And you guys can make TikTok style videos. Look, I'm not the biggest TikTok user, but this may make me make videos. Maybe I should do like a terrible beauty makeover. Maybe I'll do a make under with Flip. I don't know. It's up to you guys. And up your beauty shopping game with Flip. Download the Flip app for free today and save 30% on your first order with code SHARP30. That's code SHARP30 for 30% on your first order. That's right, guys. Go to Flip, sign up, get the app. I have it. It's super dope. And put in that code SHARP30, S-H-A-R-P-3-0 for 30% off your experience at Flip. Hair is so much more than physical appearance for women. It shapes our relationship with ourselves from the inside out. It defines our identity, our self-image, and our self-confidence. And female hair loss is a reality for millions of women, yet most are reluctant to discuss it publicly. And podcasts are all about talking, so we'd like to open up a conversation through real women sharing real stories about their hair struggles and how it's impacted them. And for me, I have had hair loss struggle through depression and through stress and dealing with the loss of both of my parents. I definitely noticed my hair thinning and it falling out and it becoming more brittle. And it made me very depressed even more, made me feel less of a woman and it made me feel less feminine. And naturally, over half of women will experience hair thinning in their lifetime. However, many people, especially women, don't know that and suffer in silence and think they're alone. Well, you're not alone. We invite you to share the impact of your hair thinning, shedding, poor hair quality, and have a deeper personal and emotional connection and tell us about your story. We want to hear and we want to invite you guys to share your story. And by sharing your personal stories, it'll unburden everybody dealing with hair loss and the struggles and the stigma around hair loss and thinning, particularly with women. It's a way for you to be personal and vulnerable and show that it's okay to talk about your hair struggles. It doesn't make you less than. And the one way people can feel less than is through connection and realizing they're not the only one going through these struggles and this strife. Share how your hair struggles have impacted you outside on the physical and how it made you feel on the inside. Did it change the way you feel about yourself? And did it change how you dealt with your outside world and your relationships? Let's talk about it. Your hair story could help another woman. Join the conversation at shedthesilence.com. That's shedthesilence.com. S-H-E-D-T-H-E-S-I-L-E-N-C-E. Shedthesilence.com. And let's share our stories and break the stigma of hair loss and make women feel connected and empower women through real connection and vulnerability. And so her and I had lunch at... uh, a little Italian place they have that overlooks the the center lobby of of Grand Central Station. And I met Carly there. Carly and I hopped the train. And Carly and I took the train home. And it was so funny. Her and I were standing on the train platform, both eating leftovers from the diner, both eating cold sandwiches. I was so glad that I kept my food. And that's why I always keep my food. I always keep my leftovers. I never waste a leftover. It's 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 honestly when have you ever regretted saving a leftover maybe i'm only speaking for myself but i swear most of the most delicious cuisines were made from leftovers and scraps i'm not saying i'm a fucking chef but i'm saying get the leftover because at the very least you could give it to a bum you could give it to a bum you know it's it's a way to give back you're giving back to the community 
So her and I are sitting there eating our sandwiches on the platform and we smell this smell like jupe cologne. (laughs) We smell the jupe cologne. We smell the cool water. We smell something that we can't identify a source of because there's no, there are no men who look like they have their hair gelled back and a tribal tattoo on their arm walking by. We don't know the source of this smell. The smell is very Jersey Shore. It's very Times Square. It's giving Uber driver slash Moonlights as a DJ. It is a specific pungent odor of perfume, I mean cologne, that screams date rape. And we smell it and we don't know where it's coming from. We're like, where is the smell? And then her and I get this idea in our heads that it's a ghost. (laughs) right? Convinced that there's a DJ ghost from New Jersey lingering around us, waiting to ghost, ghostly date rape us. And we are just mystified by this mist, by this date rape mist. (laughs) And we just look and there's no one near us. No one walked by us. We're looking, un- we're looking like down in the parking lot, down the stairwell. We walked up from the parking lot on the train tracks. And then Carly goes, I can't, I got to walk down the track and see if I smell the smell. So Carly walks down the track and sniffs men, goes and gets close enough to smell them, but close enough and far enough away to where she's not completely creepy, but let's be real. You guys, if a girl came up and sniffed your neck, you'd see it as an opportunity. Us, we see it as our last moments on earth. <laughs> if a guy's sniffing a girl's neck, it's not going to end well for us. You know, it's usually ends in a Netflix five-part mini documentary series, uh, documentary mini series about how we did not survive that experience. So Carly goes and sniffs these men on the platform and she comes back. She's like, it's the guy in the red hat. I'm like, fuck. Damn it. I really was hoping it was a ghost. Really, really was hoping it was a ghost and it was not a ghost. We um, then went from Connecticut to Buffalo, New York. Fucking love Buffalo. There's something about Buffalo. I I love upstate New York. I'm not talking about upstate from New York City. That's a different you know, Westchester, totally different. I'm talking about upstate New York. And by the way, there's a whole state of New York, not just New York City. New York City is actually a very small, small, teeny part of New York State, which is a big, beautiful state. And myself being from Syracuse, love Syracuse. I find a comfort in that East Coast, cold, sarcastic, I put shit in my body personality. And it's got a special place in my heart. And Buffalo does not uh, disappoint in delivering that type of it, of individual. And the city is interesting. You know, it's kind of thriving. They've got a NFL team. I only know that because I, I have relations, not relations. I'm somewhat related to one of the players because one of my family members, my sister's family members from her husband's family uh, is involved with him. So... That's the only reason I know about the sports team. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know, but I don't watch. But 
it is a cool city. It's a great comedy club. The Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo specifically is so well run. The staff is amazing. They always do a staff photo at the end of the show. And the audience was great. We had such a great time. It's not always that way. And um, this funny thing happened. I was on stage. And I have a bit where I talk about dating old men. And I, as I'm on stage, I'm looking for an older man so I can like focus on him and you know have him be a part of the show. Little insider tip. And I see this guy straight down the center, all the way in the back. Now, I and the performers, comedians, can see the stage in a different way that the audience sees the comedian. Our vision is distorted by the light, spotlight in our eyes, and the contrast to the darkness of the audience. So what we see and how we see what we see is affected by the imbalance in the light, right? And you guys, everyone can see the stage clearly. And sometimes when it looks like I'm looking at you, I'm actually looking at somebody else. So I spot and see this older man. And I have a really good vision when it comes to performing. Same way bartenders get good hearing. You find a way to adapt your sense to the environment. And I can see well. I have a good depth perception in that sort of weird contrasted light. So I see this older man all the way in the back. And I start picking on him and talking about the Korean War and all that. And I go, how old are you? And he goes, 42. And I'm like, 42? And the guy I'm looking at, there's no way he's fucking 42. He's like, you make me feel old. I'm like, that's not that old, but you look older than 42. (laughs) And he's like, I'm not. So I'm looking at an older man in front of him as a younger man who's 42 who keeps responding because the way my eye looks to him, it looks like I'm looking at him because the way the eyes have to adjust. So I'm probably, maybe it does, I am looking at him, but I'm looking at him so I can see the older guy. And the older guy, it looks like the older guy's responding to me. It was such a funny exchange. I didn't even notice the young guy, and I think he just blocked the older guy's mouth. And so I was having a conversation with this young person this entire time, 42, and meaning to have it with the older man who's directly behind him. If it were me, and a comedian was talking to me and saying I was old, I'd be so confused, but I would also like take a 360 to maybe see what the point of reference is. This guy, no, no, he's like, not me, I'm young. I'm like, bro, just look behind you. There's an elderly gen- gentleman behind you. Oh, help me out. So shout out to the older couple from Key West who I was referencing. I love you guys. Thank you for coming to Buffalo because I know you saw me in Key West. You're probably snowbirds. So thank you for coming to the show and shout out to the 42 year old. I didn't even see you, bro. So you probably look great. You probably look wonderful. Um, after Buffalo, I, I spent a day with my sister, like less than 48 hours. And it seems like a unnecessary trip, but you know, going through what I've experienced, every moment counts. And sometimes when you do these quick trips, you make the moment more magical and more special because you have a limited amount of time as uh, as opposed to when I go home for Christmas and I'm there for weeks at a time you can kind of settle in and feel like you have some time to enjoy everything so I tried this you know new way of visiting home and just being a quick trip and uh, it was actually really nice you know we were more in the moment and we enjoyed some wine I got home late after the buffalo show I drove straight home I didn't want to waste any time. They were still up. They waited up for me. How cute is that? My sister and my brother-in-law. I got home at 2.30 in the morning. They were up, excited to see me like children. I ate this bomb brisket. 
oh my god this brisket chili that my brother-in-law made from this like grass fried <laughs> grass fried biscuit <laughs> not a grass fried biscuit that sounds like a band from the 90s i am dying grass fed brisket chili it was I ate so much, I almost fucking threw up. And you know I had half a loaf of Columbus Bakery bread. You know I did. You know I had half a loaf. You know I'm not fucking around. And the next day, we went to Possibilities, which is a Syracuse restaurant. It's been around forever. It's delicious. I highly recommend it for anybody who is going to Syracuse for your holiday season or any time that you decide to go to Syracuse. I have a whole you know a whole bunch of restaurants that i recommend but possibilities is so good and we weren't going to go there we were going to go someplace else and this is what i'm talking about like sort of switching your routine so we have a few restaurants that we normally frequent and we haven't been to possibilities in years and we're like let's go to possibilities so we detoured our our routine and and i ended up meeting this guy ben i think your name is i don't know if you're listening he was one of the staff uh, I believe he was like maybe a sous chef at Possibilities or a chef, apologies. I don't know where your hierarchy is in the restaurant world there, but he was so kind. He, he was an aspiring comedian and a ginger, and that's the things that I remember from him. And it was nice to connect with him. It really was because he was a fan, and, and we had this really nice conversation. So it was cool to be there and share a moment with him, you know, maybe that helped him along his path. So that's why it's important to go off your path a little to maybe intersect somebody who needs a detour in their own path. And I think that's kind of how we help each other along life. Um, I went to New York city for, you know, a couple days in between all of this. And I spent some time with one of my best friends and I booked this massage. I had to keep it down in this particular part of the city because I was meeting my literary agents oh my god my book proposal is in it 2023 is about to be lit I was meeting my lit agents and having lunch with them and crazy thing happened on the way to my meeting with my lit agents is I physically run into Jeremy Piven who's one of my friends I'm walking down the street I'm on like Broadway going south and I see him and it's like this total New York moment. I'm like, what are you doing here? We just stood staring at each other like, how the fuck is this happening? And again, I was going to take an Uber because I was all the way up on the Upper West Side, like in the 70s. And I decided to walk down to 14th Street from there. It's a beauty about New York. It's a grid. You can walk anywhere. And instead of taking an Uber, I walked. Had I taken an Uber, I would not have ran into Jeremy. We have this moment. Um, we We you know, take a photo and we're just laughing about this crazy serendipitous moment. I go to my meeting with my agents for a couple hours and then I walk through the neighborhood. I run into him again. Now it's not that unlikely because we had passed in this neighborhood and we now know each other in New York, but we could have both gone anywhere from that moment. I run into him again after my meeting and we're like, what the fuck is going on? This is so crazy. And I go meet my best friend and we go get these weird massages. Oh my, the weirdest massages. It was her birthday and we see each other like twice a year. It's so heartbreaking. One of my besties, Natalie, her and I lived together for a year in New York when I was like 23. And it was 
the only year we needed to be best friends and we remained best friends and we we walk into this massage parlor and I'm trying to make like a nice birthday for her just like a semi-planned semi-spontaneous day for her because she's a mom and everything is regimented for her in her life and I wanted to leave a little room for a wild spontaneous New York City night and so we walk into this salon this this spa they called it which it was a generous term for a spa it basically was like an office that they painted purple and separated rooms by styrofoam walls where people are getting massages maybe happy endings we're not sure but when you walk into this place there's like six people getting foot massages right in the lobby just like a fat businessman a few women like a disheveled woman and you're like it, it looks like if a holding cell in prison had masseuses lined up. I was like, what is this? This is your lobby? Why am I looking at feet? Shouldn't this be, be behind at least a curtain? I mean, Amazon sells curtains. This is insane. What is this, the foot factory? It, it, what did we walk into? And then we get thrown into the teeniest, teeniest massage rooms ever. The smallest smallest rooms also there were people getting there were massage chairs in the hallway in between all of the doors leading into the private massage rooms there they just were you know like let everybody get in we'll put you need a foot massage put four chairs there you need a back massage okay we're gonna get the seated chairs in the hallway it was complete mania there was no music you could hear through the doorways like clearly hear through the doorways you could hear someone like whispering in their dreams through the doorways it was so just not soundproofed. There were people everywhere. It was like being in a walk-in closet when you actually got into your room. And the massage wasn't that bad. It was pretty decent. She only did my backside. I'm like, come on, bitch. What about my front side? You got to make it even. You only get one part of your body massaged. You walk unevenly. So Natalie and I left and we're walking outside. We go to a restaurant and we turn the corner and I fucking run into Jeremy again again i was like this is i don't even know what this is at this point this is silly this is absolutely silliness um we laugh and we leave and then it happens a fourth time and by the fourth time i just videotaped pretending to be tmz and i ran up on him and thought that was hilarious four times running into a friend in new york that's a sign right or is it an omen i don't know <laughs> so it was interesting new york was a lot of fun and then at the end of the night after natalie and i we ate at the smith which is a delicious restaurant in new york and we get a little toasted okay i had like half a bottle of rosé it doesn't take much these days actually i think i had almost a whole bottle because they kept bringing drinks to us I, I i misordered and they brought like four rosés at once and i tried handing them out to people but people looked at me like i was that lady who may or may not have razor blades in the apples on halloween so nobody wanted my rosés so i'm like fuck and i don't like to waste you can't you know it's kind of hard to take leftover alcohol i tell that to my sister she f manages a way to get leftover alcohol all the time must be because she's a mom and people sort of commiserate and give her to-go cups but we get a little toasted and then I was like, hey, why don't we see what tickets are left on Broadway? Let's go to freaking Broadway. I go online. I really want to see Hamilton. I really want to see. Um, and then I realized, well, that's a little heavy. 
I don't know if we really want Hamilton. That's a lot because we're going in on Rosé, and I'm also on a couple Eddies here. I don't know if we're the right audience for that. We might ruin the the consistent theater goers experience and I don't want to ruin anyone's experience. That was very Moira Rose. So I find a play that is starting at eight and it was seven fifteen. Check it out. Oh Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. We go to see Beetlejuice on Broadway. When I tell you it was a freaking blast, it was a freaking blast. I was toasted. We were toasted. It felt like a walk down memory lane. It was so edgy. The humor was very modern. It was so well acted. We also found out that the the role of Beetlejuice was played by this guy, Andrew Kober. And he was the like second... I think second tier study. I don't know what you call it in theater. I apologize for my lack of knowledge, but not the understudy to the lead. I think the understudy to the understudy and apologies to Andrew if I got that wrong, but there was a very sophisticated man sitting next to me who, by the way, I will say Andrew acted like he was too good for the play. We were the ones screaming in the second row and laughing at all your jokes. Cause you were so fucking talented. Um, I apologize, but he was, you know, letting me know who you were. So he could have had the information wrong. I'm just relaying it from that motherfucker, but you were fantastic. We loved it. It was such a fun time and highly recommend going on an edible. Uh, highly recommend going on an edible. That's all I'm going to say, you know, am I an enabler or am I a Keebler elf? You, you decide. Am I magical? I think I'm magical. Um, what else am I doing? I'm working on a Hallmark movie. What a dream. One of my dear friends, Leah Bonema and I partnered up to write a Hallmark movie. She just wrote a book and that will be coming out soon. Uh, the holiday breakdown, I believe she called it. And so her and I partnered up because I had written on my goal sheet and I always have talked, well, I have, not always, but I've spoken before on the podcast about the importance of visualizing and seeing your goals. There's so much we're inundated with information-wise and social media-wise that we can forget. A lot of people are going through this sort of option paralysis experience in their mind and also this fog, and I think it's really due and attributed to an overabundance of information that we're having to process. So you have to write stuff down. And it also helps you maneuver your world and your life in a way towards those goals. If you're constantly seeing them and, and visualizing them, I see them every day when I wake up. One of the goals was a Hallmark movie. And this was from a couple years ago when my mom was still alive. Her and I would watch every fucking Hallmark movie there was. The holiday Hallmark and Lifetime movies. Oh, if you know, you know. If you fucking know, you know. They, they, they have a special place in my heart. They... They embody the Christmas spirit like no other. And the cheese factor is, it's like a charcuterie board of cheese. How do you say that word? Charcuterie board, charcuterie board. It's like a Christmas charcuterie board. Hello, where's that Hallmark movie? I am so excited to be embarking on this. And my mom and I were sitting one night laughing our asses off at this Hallmark movie. And we just look at each other. And we're like, this is so ridiculous. Why do we love it so much? And we're like, we just love it. And she's like, we could write a Hallmark movie. 
and we were like, oh yeah, we could. And, and we came up with a title and there's already a bunch of them. I can say it. I don't, I find myself not wanting to say it, but I have to share it because there's already a bunch of them. It's so she goes, we could call it Christmas magic. And that's just been in my mind since that moment. It's been a goal. It was a goal when she was alive, but then obviously with her passing, I, it makes me feel more inspired to create just to carry on her legacy somehow. And out of nowhere, I hit my friend Leah up and I said, this is, this is starting to maneuver its way up in my priority list. And that's kind of how I work on my goals. I set big goals, a whole bunch of them. And then, not actually not a whole bunch of them. I'll say with the past couple years, there's been 10 goals. And each year I, I tackle a different set of goals. And they're all high frequency and, you know, um, very involved goals. It's not like, you know, uh, exercise 40 minutes a day. It's write a book, write a screenplay, write a Hallmark movie. So they are, you know, high priority items on in my life and on my list. And to be able to embark on this with my friend Leah, the timing of it couldn't be any better. And I, and I allow myself some space to let the universe sort of tell me what I need to work on because when you start to get too busy, you're not paying attention to what's working and what's not working. You're just going, going, going with your head down. And I can't work like that. I need some space so I can sort of see the signs and, and follow the flow, you know, find where energy is, is, is flowing easier. And that will inform me on which I need to work on. And so this year, everything sort of culminated for me with my book proposal and working on this Hallmark um, movie and this TV show, all of it's sort of coming together and 2023 is going to look like a really fun year working with a lot of my oldest and nearest and dearest friends on, on projects that I created and co-created with them. So it feels really intentional and I'm excited to share some personal ideas like the one with my mom and turn it into something so it's it's been a really interesting few weeks very transformative very trans uh, very um revealing I've shed a lot that hasn't served me I think maybe looking and facing 40 not like it's anything detrimental I was embracing it and welcoming 40 the big 4-0 it feels better than any any other time in my life now is the greatest it's going to be. And I wanted to go on a whole recap about my birthday, but I'm gonna have to save that for after I do this ceremony. I'm doing this ceremony at the end of the month with a couple of my girlfriends where I'm actually going to celebrate my birthday. My birthday was September 16th, but I was supposed to be born on September 30th. That was my due date. And they had to take me out early. It was only two weeks preemie, but still I was a little teeny and that was my dad's birthday, September 30th. And my other sister was born on September 30th. So I always feel like it would have been so cool had I been born on my dad's birthday. And I want to celebrate his. So I'm celebrating his as mine. And really setting the intention for what I want 
the next part of my life to be and who I want to spend it with and how I want to spend it and being very mindful, intentional about my energy output and what I'm working on and who I'm working with. It really feels like up until this point, I've obviously done a lot of work on myself and self-evolution is gradual and sometimes all at once. And there are moments, days, weeks of extreme pain. You know, they talk about growing pains. There are moments of extreme pain where you're shedding who you once were and you're making room for who you're going to become. And so that transformation is extremely painful. And I've had a bunch of these epiphanies about myself this past year. And there's something about myself that I've known. And one of the things being, I haven't had a pride about myself that is healthy because my self-worth was always waning. And I'm speaking about who I was in my 20s. And now in my 30s and now becoming 40, I'm a confident, secure woman. So I obviously had functioned from a place of survival because I'm experiencing all of these things and overcoming all of these traumas. So I'm in this sort of transformational place where I'm moving from functioning from a survival mindset to a growth mindset and an abundance mindset. And I'm excited to really step into my purpose and feel grateful for the ability to perform again in a different way, not just on tour. I, I really am having so much fun on stage, but also being able to create bodies of work that people can enjoy the way I enjoyed bodies of work that have inspired me to become who I have become and who I am becoming. So I hope that made sense. I do think that second edible is definitely taking the stage. <laughs> There's so much more I want to say. I want to say thank you to Spokane for their amazing green room, their amazing staff, the Spokane Comedy Club. Sky, it's Skyline brand. They also have one in Appleton, Wisconsin, and Tacoma. They are amazing. Shout out to Spokane. Thank you, guys. The crowd was amazing. Kalia McNeil did awesome. And we went to Tacoma. I spent my birthday in Tacoma at the Tacoma Comedy Club. Thank you, Matt Richards, for showing up. Thank you to Nolan, our host, Mrs. Christmas. Well, Miss Christmas, but even though, like, you would think that you'd be Mrs. Claus because your name is, is Christmas, but she was amazing to work with. Um, it, we had so much fun. We had, we had a blast, and it, it felt like I was stepping into a part of my life where I'm not actively grieving. I'm passively grieving because it's always going to be a part of my life, but it's the first time where I feel like more abundance than I do a lack of love and goodness in my life. Um, yeah. For the first time in a long time, I do feel like the majority of my emotion and my emotionality is based in abundance. So thank you for that. Um, I appreciate all of you. And uh, yeah, sometimes we cry <laughs> about happy things. 
And that's the beauty of it all is that the good stuff can really hit you as well. And I didn't even think about that until this moment, what I had experienced on my birthday. So I thank you guys for that. And, um, I don't know what we're going to have next week. I wanted to do an OG episode this week where we just did a catch up. Uh, I did want to get into the, that's what I was saying. The things I've learned up until this point, and I'm going to do that after my ceremony at the end of the month. So I will have an official, this is what I've learned in my 40 years r- recap type episode in a couple weeks. And next week will probably be a Dr. P episode. So look on my IG on Sunday to submit your questions. We have a ton of questions backlogged, but I'll put a couple newer ones in on Sunday on my Instagram story. And thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. Appreciate you listening and sharing the podcast and telling your friends about the podcast. We're going to keep it coming. We love you. Have a great week. Oh, and also today, Friday, I'm going to be in Austin, Texas with Carly Aquilino. Two shows at the Vulcan Friday, two shows Saturday. Come out and see us. We're going to have a blast. And then where else am I going to be? I probably should tell you that I'm going to be doing my ceremony. And then the first week of October, the 6th, 7th and 8th, I will be at the House of Comedy in Plano, Texas. I'm going to be at the Skank Fest in Las Vegas, the 14th and 15th. And then the 28th and 29th, I'll be at Soul Joel's with Carly Aquilino in Royersford, Pennsylvania. You guys can get all those tickets and information on jessiemaycom slash tour. I love you. Come see us live. It's a good time. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.